Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Joey. And I'm Judy. And we're glad you're joining us today. We hope you had an awesome week and midweek already. You know, we were joking about like, um, what do we talk about today? It is hump day. So we're like, let's talk about sex, why God created sex. (laughs) But you know, we're going to save that one (laughs) for next time. Absolutely. Um, And maybe give you some bonus some bonus podcasts here and there. But yeah. one of the things we that was in our heart to talk about is uh, spiritual warfare, yeah. just warfare. We feel like, um, you know, people have been reaching out to us for prayer requests and just even in ourselves, in our own lives, we want to be able to give you the tools and from our own personal experiences, like yeah. how do you combat it? Do you just um, read a verse and it magically goes away? Like, do you just, you know, turn on a a, a praise song and then all of a sudden you don't feel sad anymore? I'm not saying that that doesn't work, but warfare is no joke. Um, You can definitely begin the way that I've experienced warfare. And I I would love for you guys to send us your messages, feedback, email us at joey or judy at yourworthitnow.com. We'd love to hear your testimonies. But I know with me, I will sometimes feel like extreme fatigue. I'll feel almost like extra depressed sometimes mm-hmm. like um and i'll feel like a fogginess sometimes in my mind mm. or sometimes I'll, I'll get attack in my visions during my prayer time and i'll begin to see like demonic images or mm-hmm. even nightmares yeah and so i know that you guys may experience warfare differently where you feel like gosh well you know everything i'm doing is just nothing's going right it's been like failure after failure or nothing's working um but I want to tell you, like, sometimes when you're, like, in the most intense war- warfare, and I wrote this note to myself a few years ago, is because you're about to win the war. Come on. So you don't, um, you don't give up in those weary moments. Those moments, I just think of Moses when the Lord sent him um, Aaron and Ur, her. <laughs> yeah, Aaron um, and her. To help him hold up each side of his hands, his left and his uh, right arm, because he was tired. And so mm-hmm. I want to encourage you that no matter what it is you're experiencing, maybe you experience it somewhat similar to me, or maybe yours is completely different, but don't give up in the warfare. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. So let's, I, I think it's really helpful to think about it because I think sometimes we can under spiritualize things that we're going through. Right. Um, especially me, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm susceptible to either, either extremes, either I overly spiritualize having a bad day and call it the enemy. Yeah. And sometimes I under spiritualize it and say, it's just a bad day. Yeah. And so how do we determine, you know, I think that's a good question. How do we determine whether we are experiencing spiritual warfare or whether we are just living in our own mess? The things yeah. that we've created or or having a bad day the or cons- a bad week. The consequences of our own choices. Yeah, the consequences yeah. of our own choices. And I have something that I, w- I would love to hear. I know Judy's amazing with this, but also I think to me, I feel when you know it's spiritual warfare is when it's something outside of the characteristic that you carry, outside of your character, outside mm-hmm. of the normal of consequences. Like spiritual warfare could be when I've done a lot of the things that, that I've been, the behaviors, I'm exhibiting the right behaviors and I'm trying to do stuff and trying to move forward and trying to progress. And I'm really trying my best to be the best that I can for God. And all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose in my life. Mm-hmm. Things start to come against me that are abnormal. Um, I would say usually you can use an abnormal sign, an abnormal thing, and that's a very good sign of spiritual warfare. Or you can also feel, for those of you who feel things quite a bit, if you feel an oppression, that's yeah. where something comes on you. You start to have thoughts, 
behaviors that are not like you. That's another sign that there's a spiritual warfare coming over you, meaning oppressing you in some way. Yeah, oppressing your mind. Yeah. I've gotten that question a lot. Like, what is the difference between oppression and possession? Like, how do I know yeah. I'm not, uh, you know, spiritually possessed by something other than the Holy Spirit, mm. or it's just an oppression? Um, and That's really good. and that that is a really good question. And here's the thing: like, a lot of people have said, you know, well, you're you're a Christian, you're spirit filled, you can never be demonically possessed. Um, we've witnessed the opposite. But that's mm-hmm. sometimes because of invitation through right. um, through soul ties, whether they're sexual, emotional, mental, um, with, and idolatry is a really big one. Yes. Um, uh, when, if if you if yeah if you begin to pray to other things other than Jesus Christ, right. you're making a covenant and a connection with certain things. And this isn't like I want to. Um, tell you to not spook you but this isn't just like oh you're going to manifest and a demon's going to talk through you no sometimes the manifestation is through um rage Mm. sometimes the manifestation is through just deep sadness because Mm. whatever it is that you're connecting your soul and spirit to is it's so important and so you have to be careful what it is you're opening yourself up to Mm -hmm. and the other thing too is sometimes just warfare and witchcraft like um god has a plan for your life and the enemy has a plan for your life that's right and uh what is the saying um we we heard this in a movie the other day like where the lord plants his church the enemy pitches a tent next to it or something like that creates a chapel next to it yeah and i was like well that's kind of freaky so but i want to tell you like god's plan is greater the lord says that his word in his word he is greater within you than anything of this world Mm -hmm. so i've experienced and witnessed people manifest in front of me uh people that didn't even know they were going through something or just Mm -hmm. attacks where literally the other day actually just um a couple couple weeks ago i was going to our son's track meet and we were walking away and i walked by this person and Mm. immediately i felt like i was gonna fall forward and i felt sick and nauseous to my stomach and um they made direct eye contact with me and i i was like well i immediately started praying in the spirit in my Mm. mind and i was like just saying jesus and i felt such a Mm. heaviness in my chest and over me and i was like i almost wanted to go back and put my hands on this person's head and rebuke whatever it is (laughs) they were going through. And I told my husband, did you feel that? Did you feel that too? And he felt it, but differently. Yeah. So just because he didn't feel it my way doesn't mean he didn't feel it. But again, because I'm just a little more, I I feel differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I felt the intensity of the demonic that was over this person. And I, and when you're around something like that and you have the Lord in you, Mm. evil recognizes good and dark recognizes light and vice versa light recognizes dark but when light recognizes dark it's not to say shame on you it's to say god loves you god wants to heal you and so the darkness will try to overpower the light and try to intimidate and that's what immediately i felt like when i felt that i felt like fear like oh my Mm -hmm. gosh why did i feel this this is this is scary but um i just began to pray for this person and what i what i began to see was idolatry and worship idols and uh witchcraft manipulation just all kinds of different things uh, but also hurt um and just praying into that area. And just because I didn't get to go physically pray for them doesn't yeah. mean that I couldn't intercede for them in the spirit. Absolutely. And I think like this first segment, it's kind of like playing itself out, is this first part of what we're talking about here 
is self-inflicted spiritual warfare. Right. So when you're when you're when you're oppressed, you can't always control that. That can be environmentally in your home, in your work, generational, generationally sometimes. coming around family members. It could be anything. Um, is can be, can happen to oppression. So there's nothing you could have done to keep yourself from being oppressed. Possession is by invitation. There were doors that you opened. There right. were things that you did. It is not. Um, hold the believer to the side. All it means is you cannot be destroyed, right? right? You can't be killed because the spirit of God is is greater than the spirit of of, of the devil. But yeah. what it does mean is that when you invite somebody in your home, right, and they start to create a ruckus, the only way to get them out of your home is to kick them out, is to uninvite them, to pull their invitation back. And so like a regular practice, if you're experiencing some internal spiritual warfare or some experiences that you know right now, it's even clicking as you're listening, there were some things that I've opened up to that have created some, you know, spiritual warfare or some, some, some battle in my soul, in my spirit, you can start by rejecting and renouncing it. That word rejecting, to get out of the Christianese terminology, when I reject it, that means that I notice that it's not good. So when something that I, an invitation that I made or whatever it was, it was music, it was video, it was sex, it was pornography. Or maybe you just live in a house where someone invited something in and you're feeling it. And you're feeling it. it. If you recognize it, go immediately to what you're feeling and, and, and in the spirit and reject it. Say, I notice you and I reject you. So that's saying, I notice what you are and you're not welcome. The second thing you could do is that you should do is renounce it. That means that I'm pulling my invitation out. So whatever avenue I let you in through or somebody let you in through, I am closing the door now. Yes. So I'm saying I renounce that, let's just say, spirit of rage. I'm renouncing that spirit of of lust. I'm renouncing that spirit of covetousness or idolatry. I'm renouncing it. This is a good practice to do regardless of what you're doing in your life, yeah. renouncing and rejecting negative thoughts and patterns. And right. so you can fight the spiritual warfare that you self-inflicted or inflicted in the environment yeah. without you noticing it that way. So that's that first segment Yeah, is internal spiritual warfare that we invited in. Yeah, that's so good. And just because you... Um, when you immediately say like, you know, I reject this or like what, uh, speaking the opposite of what you're feeling, whether it's like, if it's an overwhelming feeling of fear or anxiety, um, like going to the scripture and reading it out loud in your house, in your bedroom, wherever that area in your home, maybe That's it's good. at your work desk, wherever those areas are that you're feeling, you know, um, if you have anointing oil, grab it or grab your Crisco oil, whatever it Come is, on, you know, right? like if you don't have it, that's okay. Um, you know, just go and just, um, just open, open the word and just read it. And if you can't open your word at your workplace and you just declare it, I used to hide sticky notes with scriptures at my job behind my laptop and just put it there because I felt like mm. I was in such a depressed environment. So right. I would like, um, when my boss wasn't around, I would pull the sticky note and I would read it. <laughs> I would read it in my mind, like, Hey, you got this. Like, and I would just that's begin so to good. say it over and over. But those are the things that I want to tell you just because you don't immediately feel a change or shift does not mean God's not fighting for you in the spirit because every day is a spiritual battle. Every day is a warfare. There are angels that are appointed to you and there are angels that are fighting for you. So to over-spiritualize is, you know, saying, you know what? 
I'm not going to get dressed until the Lord tells me to put on clothes. <laughs> well, it's not legal to walk around outside naked, yeah. you know, or, or like, uh, you know, et cetera, certain things like that. I'm not saying that God hasn't, um, you know, nudged me to yeah. certain things, uh, certain dress attire or certain things. But when you feel like you have to wait on a tug or wait on an emotion, mm. then you can begin to over-spiritualize things. Now, really under-spiritualize things is where you feel like, uh, where, where you feel like, I don't need to ask the Lord. I don't need to invite him in this area. I'll invite him in the areas I need him in. Wow. But you got to invite him into your marriage. You got to invite him into your, your your kids, teens life and children's life in their future, mm-hmm. in their future marriages and mar- you know, their relationships and their friendships. You got to invite him into your finances. Like you got to invite him into your health, into all these things and and watch him move because it's easier for us to conquer something if we partner with the Holy Spirit and say, God, show me, God, I invite you into this area as opposed to, I got this on my own. Then we wonder sometimes why we grow weary and tired. That's right. But you know, one of the biggest things like John 10, 10, it says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He wants to take your thoughts. He wants to confuse you. He wants to tell you you're going through it alone, that you're, you're not good enough, that you're not qualified, that you're never going to overcome, that you're never going to have breakthrough in your marriage or that you're never going to find your spouse, that you're never going to, uh, your, your kids are going to keep suffering, et cetera. Whatever lie he's trying to feed you that you're never going to get out of debt. It's a lie. He wants to steal that and he wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your worship. Why? Because Satan used to worship God and they used to worship him before he got casted down to health, hell. And he was, you know, beautiful and had, had, had gems and like beautiful to look at. And That's he right. sang and he played instruments and he did all these things. And, but he's jealous that God loved us so much mm. that he was casted to hell. So God loves you so much. So what is one of the ways that you battle warfare? is with worship. Mm, So, and how do you worship? You don't just worship by clapping your hands. Surprise, surprise. You don't just worship by singing a music note. You don't just worship by turning on worship music. You worship by how you live your life. Because God says in second Timothy, and this to me is not just for young, for youth, but, um, but I hear it. I hear this verse spoken a lot in youth or you know, um, that says, do not let anyone judge you because of your youth, but set an example in your life, in your speech, in your purity, you know, basically in the way you live your life to present Mm. yourself as a living sacrifice. So you worship God. If you trust him with your money, you worship God. If you say, God, I give you my kids. I pray for them. God. So, you know, you worship God by what you stick in your body, by what you, Mm. you know, all these things, by how you treat your spouse, by how you treat your children. So all of these things along with, yes, making a joyful noise to the Lord, making a sound, even if maybe some of us aren't as musically inclined, guess what? It's beautiful to Jesus, but it is not just about singing a song. You worship God by trusting him in the way you live your life. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, this is a good way to, I love that, how you talked about John 10, 10, you know, as Jesus talks about it, this is a good way to determine if you're experiencing external spiritual warfare. Yeah. So something maybe you didn't invite, it's just, you're doing something for God and, and the enemy hates it. Let's just, I just want to tell you right now, the enemy hates you. He hates that you said yes to God. He hates that you have a destiny inside of you. He hates that there is problems that you're going to solve in this world. He hates that you're going to get people saved and pulled out of the grips of hands of hell and put them into eternal life. He hates that about you. 
And so you need to understand that he is not for you. He's not standing by saying, I'm not going to mess with that person. If you start to go after the things of God, his job is to take you out, right? Right. So John 10, 10 is to, the, you know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. This is a good way to experience in my experience in external spiritual warfare. Is your peace gone? The enemy comes to steal your peace. Then he comes to kill your truth, which is tied to your authority. And then he comes to destroy your life. And mm -hmm. so if you're experiencing a, a vacancy of peace, your truth wondering, confusion starting yeah. to settle in, and then you feeling lifeless. But then it says, then Jesus says that I come and I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Amen. And so, I'm, and then I'm you talked you about that. that. Ju Judy mentioned this and it was beautiful worship. And she also mentioned the word. I want to talk to you about the three W's that gets you out of spiritual warfare. Worship. Which mm -hmm. she talked about the word, which she talked about. And the other one is called wisdom. So when you worship, it said that David, when he was ongoing, David was known to be an emotional wreck at some times, but he was also known to be a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Right. So, the, so he knew when to get himself aligned when he was falling out to the side or to the left or to the right. But it said that, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. What did that mean? That mean that he said things, he worshiped and he remembered and you remember the scriptures, you worship God and you get a fresh perspective. And then with those two things, David obtained wisdom to take himself out of spiritual warfare situations to give him a position of knowing that he could battle them. And so I want you to know that you have the tools and resources to get yourself out of spiritual warfare victoriously if you worship, if yeah. you refer to your word, and if you use wisdom. It does not matter if you worshiped your brains out, right? You applied the word, but you don't use the wisdom mm -hmm. that God deposited you in that because wisdom keeps you from, from, from fighting battles that aren't yours, for trying to attack somebody instead of the thing I like to use this term, don't attack the personality, attack the principality. <laughs> That's good. Yes. And so the enemy will have you use your spiritual warfare to attack people's personalities. But that's not the goal. The goal is to attack the principality, the spirit itself that's coming at war against you or that loved one or your home yeah. or your workplace. And so remember, worship, word, and wisdom. Yeah, you know, that's so good. To tie it into wisdom is, you know, um, is... When we have like a nudge or something that something is off, but we're not for sure, like, is it me that's feeling depressed? Am yeah. I feeling it off someone in my household that I'm living with? Um, or is it just something in the atmosphere and the Lord is just calling you to be an intercessor at that moment to say, God, I don't know why I'm feeling a, a down or I don't know why I'm feeling this fear or I don't know why mm. I had this dream or I had this person's name come to mind. But you begin to just lift lift it up, release, release the that's warfare good. in prayer, release the burden in prayer. Because God says, cast your care to him, cast your burden to him, give him the baton. We're not meant to keep the baton. I think of that relay race at track yeah. and field, right? And it's four people with the baton and you run a certain distance and you hand it to them. Could you mm. imagine if one person just kept that baton and the other three people are like, hey, you just ran past me and you didn't even give me the baton. So don't run past Jesus without handing him Ooh, the baton so because good. he's like, I'm right here with my hands open, hand it to me so that I can go a little lap for you. And then we take turns because we're, it's a walk, right? It, it, it's, it's a, it's a journey. It's a, it's a marathon. It's a distance, uh, uh, a, a faith walk with Jesus faith run, but at, at the speed he sets you. So, That's so good. when he gives wow. you information is, is like your discernment, right? So your discernment is knowledge mm. and wisdom is what to do with it. 
Mm. So that that ties in so good. So what I want to say with that is when you're under intense warfare, don't make life-changing decisions. Because the enemy can try to mock you and say, hey, this is your Isaac promise that you've been waiting for for a long time. Go ahead and marry this person. Or go ahead and move in with the, with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't like, this it. is my yes. Like, and, and you're under this warfare and attack, and you're wondering why you're having this temptation, or you're wondering why you're feeling a certain way. And war, uh, the, the false promises will be at a high rise when you're under intense warfare, and Come you'll on. fall for it. Wow. So don't you dare sign a covenant, a contract, a, a, a buy something a, a super crazy expensive or make these irrational decisions in your relationships when you're under intense warfare. Mm. Like when Jesus was under intense warfare, he didn't go buy a lot. He went and hid in prayer. He stopped eating. That's he right. fasted his flesh. He's like, flesh, I'm going to put you in subject. Come on. I'm going to con- control you. And and he, he fed on the word of the Lord and he prayed because satan himself was like if you're really jesus turn this rock into bread if you're really jesus do this he was tempting him so what did jesus do Mm. he didn't go and make irrational decisions and get 12 more disciples and say now i have 24 and now let's get more and more because uh, you know i'm under such attack let me get no he prayed he isolated and consecrated so i want to tell you that if you feel like oh gosh i'm isolated i'm alone you're not alone consecrate yourself to jesus don't make irrational so decisions in warfare. And that's where the wisdom comes in that's too. Right. Like ask the Lord, God, you know what? I'm going to worship you through. I'm tired, God. I can maybe lift up a pinky today. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that I can lift my hands up. I don't know that I have a full long paragraph prayer that I could say, but I could just say, Jesus, I need you today. I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. I feel so tired. Everything feels like it's going wrong in my life. Please give me wisdom to make the right decisions. Give mm. me strength. And again, don't make any kind of irrational decisions when you're under intense warfare. Yeah. The last thing I want to share, and, and this is so good, um, one of our really good friends, or, well, I, he's a pastor over over us. I mean, we call him one of our pastors, Pastor Petrov. And he told us, don't yeah. fight tired. Yeah. And he was talking about yeah. our marriage, but that also means spiritual warfare. Oh, you know, yeah. you don't want to go into, you know, casting out a demon and, and going through these you're spiritual exhausted. warfares when you're exhausted. The enemy wants to keep you without sleep so that you cannot keep your mind right, so that you can't keep your behaviors in order, so that you can't keep your habits in order. He wants you to disrupt your life. And so you have to fight for your rest. The best way sometimes to fight in spiritual warfare is to rest. Yeah. Is to find time to to do what Jesus did in the boat when all yeah. the disciples were saying, the storm's coming, the water's coming on the boat. Jesus, we're crazy. We're, we don't know right. what to do. If they would have tried to fight that battle and they did not wake Jesus up, who was in rest, right. they would have perished mm-hmm. because they were fighting tired. They were fighting scared. They were fighting intimidated. They didn't use worship. They didn't use the word and they didn't have wisdom. The only wisdom they had in that moment that was the sharpest thing was to go wake Jesus up. And Jesus came out. Can you imagine stretching his arms out, walked to the tip of the boat. And he said, <laughs> he said, basically he rebuked them for being faithless. And then he talked after to the wind. After taking a nice nap. After taking a nice <laughs> nap, yawned yes. with little effort as Jesus could. And he stretched out and he said, winds be still, waters calm. And the, and the storm stopped. And that is how you're going to have victory in your spiritual warfare is don't let the enemy steal your rest, your sleep, and your ability to eat and consume things that Mm -hmm. you need to. So prepare your physical body when you're under spiritual attack. 
I love that. You know, I'm going through this healing series. I'm in um, video number two. There's about nine videos and I'm loving it because one of the things actually it said on there is um, it said sometimes one of the most holiest things we can do is to take a holy nap, (laughs) (laughs) to sleep, uh, to sleep and wake up. And it's like, okay, Jesus, I'm ready to go. And to learn to serve the Lord through our rest, um, to learn Mm. boundaries, to learn to not be like, yes, 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 this is going to make me holier. Yes, look at how strong I am. I can fight off demons. I can fight off warfare. I can make all these decisions. I can do this. Let me just tell you, when I was tired and I was under attack and I had all, I was juggling 10 plates and all these different things. Yes, I saw demons cast it out. Yes, I saw all these things. But if I made the decisions um, and and almost making them during warfare, warfare was telling me, hey, oh, you had a tough season in your marriage? Then file for divorce. That's mm-hmm. warfare. And it, and and I, if I didn't seek the wisdom, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead and go through with it. You know, warfare is saying like, go ahead and quit on your kids. Go ahead and quit on your job. Go ahead and quit on your calling. Uh-huh. Go ahead and quit all these things instead of letting God, instead of like uh, warring back. But let me tell you, you don't have to war back with like putting on like real physical boxing gloves. I mean, you could if you want physical activity, but sometimes it's literally like the Lord says, you know, in Exodus, like to be still and Mm. the Lord, your God will fight for you and you stand on his word. So as tired as you may be, you may be like, Hey, let's go. I'm ready to battle. Come on, come on, devil. We got like, Jesus is on my side. You're going down. Or you may be like, I am tired of this fight. I am tired of the, the, another fight. I feel like I go through one fight and another fight. Then you stand Mm. because his word says in Ephesians, when you, you, you claim the armor of God, your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness, your belt of truth, your boots of peace, your your shield of, of faith, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. When you've done all mm. that you can, then you stand. When you've Ooh. done all that you can, that's then good. you stand. And that's all you can do. And you trust him. God, I tr- guess what? My war's not over, but I trust you're going to help me win this war. I'm going to sleep. That's right. Take a nap like Jesus did. Don't let the enemy steal your sleep, steal your faith. And again, don't make those crazy decisions that um that you can regret because Mm. you were in warfare attack the enemy wants you to give up on stuff he He wants you to quit stuff absolutely and you know what i love that i love love that you know when when you when you've done all you can just stand that's 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 what you need and that's enough that is it is because that's enough for god you were built to outlast the enemy there ain't nothing that he can do if you don't quit you win Jesus could have taken a physical sword and sliced the devil when he tempted him, when he said these things. You know, I I, I think of that scene and I think of when I read that passage, like, oh, gosh, Jesus, you could have tore him up. You could have, like, Mm -hmm. made him burn up into ashes. Yeah. But he knew that also his physical body, because he was man, he was Mm -hmm. part flesh, was tired because he was hungry. So he fought back with what he was sustaining himself with, which was the word. So he fought back with spiritual bread, and he mm. won the battle. Yeah. He didn't give in to Satan's temptation. He sure did. So I want to tell you that don't try to fight something that you don't have strength for. Um, Come on. And sometimes fighting is resting and trusting God. Yeah. You know, I love, I, I've seen my, my wife uh, fight through some intense spiritual warfare for her family for our kids, for our family. And I'll tell you this, she knows what she's talking about because she's come out stronger every time. And if you could take anybody's advice through this, take hers because she knows what it is to fight. And I can tell you right now, she's probably fighting for you and you don't even know about it. She's praying for you, interceding for you. 
And we believe in you guys because you absolutely are worth it. You need to know that, that, that Christ believes you're worth it. And he's given you the tools, the authority, the ability to withstand the enemy. And he will flee. Yeah. Will you so, pray for us, babe? Yeah, I just feel led to pray mm. um, for anyone that's in warfare right now. Yeah. Lord, I thank you that you're going to give them the voice, the wisdom, and what to do. When to be quiet, when to speak, when to trust. Mm. I thank you, Jesus, that you are greater within them than anything of this world. We come against all demonic attacks, God. I thank you that your word says that you go before us Mm. and that you overcame the world and you give us, when temptation comes, you give us a way out. So I thank you for giving us wisdom. I thank you for every listener that you give them lord wisdom that you help them not make a decision they're going to regret in the midst of their warfare let them not abandon their their post let them Mm. not abandon their post and this is not just your household this is your authority in christ so god i thank you that they rise up in the authority in christ that you have given them to Mm. to cast the devil out of their home out of their job out of their mind and i thank you for some of those that may be tired, that they're like, this has been a long battle. You have no idea. Thank you for a miracle, God. Mm. Thank you that you fight for them. Thank you for complete healing, wholeness in mind, body, and spirit. Thank you that you're stopping these tormenting thoughts. Thank you that you're stopping this anxiety. And I thank you for good sleep, God. Mm. And I thank you for breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus, that they put on your armor. That's right. And they fight with what you've given them. With their, their life is a living sacrifice. They present themselves as a living sacrifice, God. They worship you with, with honesty, with integrity, with how they honor you, with how, how they honor the money you've blessed them with, with worship in spirit and in truth. Let us all become worshipers of spirit and in truth, God, like you tell us to. We come against all false idols. I feel like some of you may have gotten weary and you started seeking other things. You even put a best friend as an idol. And God's Mm. like, start coming to me. Come to me first. Call me first. Text me first. You know, sometimes I text myself and it's like I'm texting Jesus. Mm. It's not bad to go to a friend, but don't forget to go to your best friend. Jesus calls you friend. Go to him first and then you can go to someone else. But ask him first. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, I pray that you would restore those that have just come out of spiritual warfare. That are, might be in the middle of it or, or they're in the beginning of it. I pray that you give them the strength to make it through. I heard the Lord clearly say, you are enough and you have enough because you have him. As you own that, the spirit of God is coming on you right now strengthening your back, lifting your chin up, and giving you the breath from heaven that you need in this moment. We declare over you, your family, your life, victory over every attack and every piece of spiritual warfare. Because at the end, the devil's already lost. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, and you know, while Joey was praying, I was just Mm. seeing an image of generational curses. Um, I feel some of you have felt Mm. like you aged drastically because you're tired and you're stressed and so i just call mm. a reversal effect and that the lord rejuvenates you, you and we break those generational curses and we declare generational blessings mm. it stops with you yeah and new blessings start with you in jesus name amen 
We love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this one. Please share it, uh, like it, and, and turn on your notifications through all the Instagram, Facebook, and also on here. This is something that needs to be heard by other people because they're in spiritual warfare just like you are. So don't keep it to yourself. Share it with the rest of the people, right? Yep. You're worth it. We'll see you next week.